This is episode 159 of the Beyond the Food Show, and today it is a special event. It is a live Q&A. So currently, some of you may be with me on Facebook because we're recording the podcast episode, and then we're doing a live Facebook at the same time. We're answering all of your questions without limits. So this is going to get interesting. Stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. It's back, our annual online conference. The Going to Beyond the Food Project is a free online conference that will teach you how to make peace with food and your body. The Going to Beyond the Food Project is a 10-day event starting October 8, 2018. I brought together 22 world-renowned experts in the field of health, psychology, medical doctors, PhD, naturopathic doctor, all teaming up to help you transform your relationship to food, body, and health. The best thing, this conference is completely free. Starting October 8, every 48 hours, you will receive access to three to four new talk, and you have 48 hours to watch it completely for free, take notes, and absorb all the teaching. And again, completely free. It's my gift to you. The key to transformation lies within empowerment. That's what I have found in my years of working with women and teaching and helping transform their life. The Going to Beyond the Food Project is just that, empowerment, teaching you what you need to do to kickstart your own transformation. So if you are ready to step into your own empowerment, learn how to go beyond the food and transform your relationship to food and body, save your seat now. Head over to goingbeyondthefoodproject.com and give me your first name and your email and you get access for free. I'll see you on the other side. Hey ladies, Stephanie Dozier here. And today's episode is very special because it is a live Q&A. So as I said earlier, we are live on Facebook right now. And the last time we did a live Q&A, we quickly ranked this episode at the top. So you ladies are loving the live Q&A. So this is a gift to you. We're going to do a live Q&A from wrap-up session day one of the Going to Beyond the Food conference. You heard me talk about this conference for weeks now, so I hope all of you are registered to the conference and are listening to the amazing talk from our speakers. 
What we're doing is every time we end a 48 hours free viewing broadcast, we do a wrap up session on Facebook that I answer your question. I reach out to the speaker if I don't have the answer and I give you the next step based on the knowledge that you learn over the last two days. And this is what we're doing tonight with all of you. So if you haven't joined yet the conference, go for it. It's all free. It's all free education. 21 speaker, expert, friends of mine. And we talk about all the reason why you need to go beyond the food on all kinds of different topic. So I hope it's going to help you in your journey, but a lot of you have a ton of questions. So without any further ado, we're going to start answering your question and guide you with the implementation of what you learn during those talks. Because what's the point of listening to all of this if you don't implement any change? And that is my number one tips right now, that you're listening live on Facebook or that you're listening on the podcast the one thing I want you to take away is less is more. So if you're listening to a talk and you're loving the topic and you think it's absolutely brilliant and it's going to help you, implement only one thing, one small change in your life. Don't try to be perfectionist because we tend to be perfectionist and try to implement everything because the overwhelm will set in very quickly. You know what I'm talking about? And then you're going to end up doing nothing. So I want you to pick one little thing from each talk or the talk you listen to and implement it. Less is more. And this is how you're going to be successful in your implementation. So the very first question that we have here is actually for me personally. It is a question that was sent to me via Instagram. And the lady, she wants to remain anonymous, but she says, first of all, I think you're amazing and admire all the work you share and the guidance you give. Thank you. You've always made me think deeply about things and I've had many ha-ha moments. I have one question for you. What is one realization that was the most important on your own healing journey? That was the question, and I think it is brilliant. Because many of us think that healing, recovering, whatever you want to call it, is actually complicated when it's not. For me, the biggest realization that I had is the moment that I realized I wasn't broken. The moment that I clicked in that nothing was wrong with me, that I wasn't broken, I wasn't deficient, I wasn't something that needed to be fixed, that's when things started to happen easily for me. I stopped fighting myself, and instead I allowed life to be from a place of being enough. That is why mindset, lack, mindset, thinking you're broken versus growth and abundance mindset is the number one thing that I teach in all of my program. If I can give you one tip on Facebook, on the podcast, all my listener is about figuring that out for yourself. If there's a shadow of a doubt in your mind right now that something is wrong with you, that you are damaged, that you are broken, 
that you need to find the magic solution to fix yourself because there's something really wrong with you and nobody can figure it out, you got to stop that. You got to change this way of viewing yourself and viewing the world. In my clinical practice with patients and clients in my own journey, I have been able through my community to find what I call the root cause of this I'm broken mindset. And it's our self-worth, our self-esteem. And I have been very transparent. That's been a journey for me. And it's still something that I have to work with every day is this subconscious belief that I'm not worthy, right? Because of things that have happened to me along the way, which drive this unworthiness mindset drives this belief that something is wrong with me. And I put my glasses on every morning thinking that something is wrong with me. And that gets us to be a type A personality that gets us to be a perfectionistic that gets us to overdo everything, food, exercise, over-focusing on everything that can make us LT, that it is supplement, that it is whatever, right? It drives many, many, many things that get us to be in that place where we're not happy, we're overeating, we are mistreating our body, we are judging ourselves, And there's no magic pill out there. It is something that we need to find for ourselves. It is not something that's going to happen with the fairy dust sparkle on us. It's something that we have to actively work at every day. So to your question, I'm going to wrap up that first question to anonymous person. It's something that I've told you now, what is it that for me it was? It's likely very similar for you. And it's something that you need to work at. It's something that you need to be conscious every day. And it's something that you need to decide which glasses you're going to put on every morning. And then with time, you're going to rewire that subconscious belief that something is wrong with you. And you're going to start thinking differently. And with positive reinforcement of this new way of thinking, this new way of being, you're going to start thinking differently automatically every day that's how we change mindsets. So that was my answer for the very first submitted question. For people that are live right now on Facebook, you can put your question and we're going to get to it after I answer the question that was submitted. So question number two came from the talk that is thus far on day one, the most popular, which is a positive mindset from Sean Miner. And the question was, how do you stop your mind from telling yourself you are not good enough as you are? So it's the same question as question number one. And kind of Sean touched upon that. So if you haven't yet listened to Sean's talk, go ahead and do that. And Sean teaches it from a place of gratefulness, right? So not being good enough is the opposite of being grateful for who you are. So implementing a gratefulness practice to rewire that subconscious mind, that belief about yourself that you're not good enough, because we know it's not true, right? But you've just 
pattern your thinking over time to believe that lie about yourself. You need to undo that patterning. And one way to do it is by gratefulness. So grab a blank journal and every night before you go to bed, write three things that you're grateful for and why. Just don't write, I'm grateful for the sun rising, but instead, I'm grateful for the sun rising this morning because it made me feel this way or allowed me to achieve this or whatever the thing is. So one way to repattern not good enough is via gratefulness. Question number three. Now, the next question is a series of questions, and it's all about mold. So our second speaker on day one, Bridget Danner, talked about toxicity and toxins in our life. And from an intellectual knowledge, it blew the mind of many people a lot around mold. So I've received numerous messages from people on Instagram, particularly one of them, her name is Alicia. And Alicia didn't realize that mold was toxic. And she is living in a house that has mold in it. Can you imagine the impact of this talk for that woman, for that lady listening? So if you are in an environment that is moldy in any way, you got to get away from that. And Bridget explained exactly why that is, because it is very toxic to many parts of your body, to your brain, to your metabolism, to your liver, like she gives you a whole bunch of reason why and what to do instead. One of the things that Bridget didn't mention, and that was one of the questions from Edna. Edna wanted to know, how can I test my home for mold? So the recommendation from Bridget is a company called, and I want to get this right, Real Time Lab. Realtimelab.com is the resource that she uses to test the home of her client and herself. So I've put the link in the show notes for the podcast or in the post on Facebook. So you want to go there. That's the resource that's recommended. Bridget also has on her website a summit, a conference all about mold. So if you are being affected by mold or you think you are being affected, you want to go get that conference. It's on our website and I've put the link in the show notes on Facebook. There's about six or seven interview with world expert on mold. And you want to get, remember, empowerment starts with education. So you want to go get that. Bridget also has a free Facebook group for people who are struggling with mold, either in their home or in their body. So I've put the link as well in the show notes and on Facebook. And there was another question, a third question about Bridget's talk that came in, because Bridget talked about how water carries a lot of toxin and we use water all the time, right? We drink water, we take our shower, we wash our clothes. We do a lot of things with water and it's a huge carrier of toxin. So one of the items she recommended is a reverse osmosis filtering system. That was her top recommendation, but she also recommended that we added trace mineral back into the water So that question came in 
and I can't remember the name of the person, unfortunately, but I've put the link of the recommended trace mineral in the show note of the podcast and on Facebook. Someone also asked a question about having rooms in their house that feel musty. So Bridget, I reached out to Bridget, and that question is for Edna. The answer is to use a moisture sensor in the room that feel musty. And the ideal level of moisture in a house, in a room, should be between 30 and 50. It should never get above 60, but if it gets above 60, that becomes an environment favorable for mold. And her recommendation, if the humidity gets above 60, is to go get a dehumidifier, right? Leave the door open in the room. Keep the window open to circulate the hair as much as possible and to reduce humidity. Because when we talk about mold... Mold only grows in the human environment, right? So if you have those rooms in your house that feel moisty, put a sensor, monitor the humidity. And if you cannot get a control on the humidity level with a dehumidifier, there's something structurally that brings moisture into that room. And that's when you need to call specialists. So I'm going to go in the comments right now in Facebook and see if we have any question about mold, because if we do, I'm going to address it at the same time. And it doesn't look like we have any. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next topic. The next question was about talk number three from Dr. Carolyn Ross. Dr. Carolyn Ross is a medical doctor who specializes in a holistic approach for binge eating, overeating, and compulsive eating. And our question came from Norma. Norma listened to Dr. Ross's conversation and had a pivotal moment in her life. She cried from the get-go and had this pivotal realization about herself that she compulsively overeat and she has or practice or live with orthorexia. For those who don't know what orthorexia is, orthorexia is an overly sense of guilt around food quality, what it deemed for you to be food quality. So people that are obsessive either about organic food, paleo food, keto food, vegan food, like people who become overly obsessed with that and that start damaging their life. That's what's called orthorexia. So Norma had a pivotal moment and she cried, which is a good thing. Crying is a good thing, by the way, for all of my group students. You know that I keep repeating that all the time. But for the listener who may not work with me, crying is an awesome feature of your body. It releases water, but it releases emotion as well. So Good for you, Norma, for crying because your body was sending you a message that this was very important for you. And her question is, then what do I do now? What do I do now that I know this about myself and I have admitted this about myself? So I think it's going to answer one of the questions we also have in the chat box on Facebook, which says how to not get overwhelmed about all this information. So let me take you through a step-by-step process for Norma 
And for anyone who wants to start taking action from what they're learning on the conference. Step number one, it's about your mind. The thing that drives everything in your life is your mind. It is not your body. Your body is directed by your mind. So the most important thing to get in the right space is your mind. You have to be in a space of empowerment towards the element of your life you want to change, which means you have to start by educating yourself. So Norma in part did that because she's now following me. She sent me other messages. She's reading some of my work. She's listening to the podcast and she's listening to Dr. Ross. So she is starting the education process to understand what's going on inside of her. No matter what thing you're trying to change, that it is a disease, that it is a behavioral pattern, the first thing you need to understand is what's going on inside of you, your mind, and get to a place of empowerment. And the best way to get to a place of empowerment is through education, right? So in the world of orthorexia, compulsive eating, overeating, any obsession with food, that's my specialty. That's what I do. So I'm going to give you the steps into my world for Norma or anyone listening that want to transform their relationship to food or to their body. Step number one is to go get the ebook. So I've written a short ebook. It's about 66 pages. And the link to get that ebook will be in the show note of the podcast and it's going to be on the Facebook post. It's $9, right? Minimal amount of money, but part of the empowerment process is actually investing in yourself, right? That's step number two. You have to be willing to invest in yourself financially and time and emotion and education. You have to be in a space where you're saying I'm worthy of the change and how I'm going to invest in myself in my transformation. So go get that ebook. It's going to take you through how to change your eating habit from a place of mind. We never talk about food. And it's also including a food journal, but not a traditional food journal where you log in your food. But it's a food journal where you're going to log in your urges and your emotion. Because the first step to stopping overeating or any eating behavior is to understand which emotion you're trying to numb, you're trying to avoid, you're trying to change with food. Because that's why we use food. We use food to change our emotion. So great tool. Number one. It's about empowerment, it's about investing into yourself. Go get the ebook. The second step, once you've got that ebook and you start working on your pattern, I have a program called Claim Your Food Freedom. Claim Your Food Freedom is a self-study program that is going to help you dissolve the emotional block you just figure it out with the ebook. 
right? It's going to teach you step-by-step how to approach changing your emotional eating pattern. We talk about perfectionism with food, which is going to be perfect for you for orthorexia. We talk about body image. We talk about fear, failure, all those things that can block into your journey. It's fairly accessible. It's $97. So it is something that you can do on your own. You don't need to work with me. It's all made to be accessible to population. And then step number three is to do the Going to Beyond the Food Academy, which is an actual coaching program with me. We have a wait list for that. So I've put the link to the wait list in the Facebook post. So register yourself for that Norma, because when we open in January, you want to be sure that you have a spot in the academy. So these Norma are my step-by-step to get you started on healing your compulsive overeating and orthorexia. The next question is about... I'm scrolling down here. Mercedes, and I'm sorry if I don't pronounce your name properly... Our question is, I'd love to learn more. I'm a vegetarian, but suffering with extra kilograms after a serious bout of depression, would like to try low carb and need some advice. I listen to the podcast every day and I'm catching up. So this is going to be a very interesting question because we don't talk about food. (laughs) So Mercedes wants me to talk about food and she wants me to give her advice about low carb. This whole platform here is about ditching dieting. So unfortunately, Mercedes, I am not going to tell you what to eat. I'm not going to tell you how much to eat because that's not the solution. What I want to do for you is turn this around and say, you had depression, you gain weight, therefore you use food to numb your feeling of depression. So you have a pattern within you in which food is present to regulate your emotion. That's where you need to work first. It's not about the food. The food is not going to be the answer. The answer is to change your relationship to food because you've proven it to yourself that you're using food to regulate your emotion. So what I just said for Norma applies to you. Step number one, go get the ebook for $9. Start working on understanding what is your behavior around food? What's your relationship around food? Which urges you have and which emotion is behind it? And then the next step is to do claim your food freedom program to dissolve those emotional reaction to food that you have identified within the ebook. Once that's done and you've learned to live with this place of regulating your emotion through your relationship to yourself instead of food, then you can start contemplating what your body wants to eat. Not what a diet tells you you need to eat, but instead what your body needs. And that's called intuitive eating. That's a whole other thing. I'm not going to talk about that. That's kind of the third step. But Mercedes, I want you to do step number one and step number two first. Awesome. That's it. I'm done. Good. We've done five questions that were submitted. Now I'm going to go to the Facebook trend here and start answering some questions here. So Jackie has a question. 
Menopause is definitely an awakening. Are you having anything on your conference about menopause? Thank you so much for what you do. We do not have anything specifically about menopause on the conference, but we do have a lot around emotion. So one thing, Jackie, to understand about perimenopause and about menopause, it is an hormonal change, right? Hormones changes are directed by your mind. So your mind is going through life changes and age changes that then command your hormone into your body to regulate themselves differently. So I'm not sure exactly what your struggle with menopause is, but I want to say this to you, menopause and perimenopause is first a mind-spiritual awakening. The best book I have ever read on menopause or perimenopause is from Dr. Christian Northrup. She's a female doctor, and she wrote the most amazing book on menopause. I'm going to link it in the show notes and on the Facebook posts after. So Jackie, I would send you there. And again, it start with the mind. It's not about taking a supplement to regulate your hormones if you're first not doing the mind work. So I hope that helps you. My mantra is you are enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Norma. Norma Sonier asks, how do I not feel overwhelmed by all the information within the Going to Beyond the Food online conference and just take a first step beyond my fear to embrace this program? Your question is amazing, Norma. I alluded to that at the beginning of the broadcast, so I'm going to wind it back a little bit. Less is more. So Norma, my advice to you is the mantra, less is more. So listen to the talk only one time and allow yourself to write one takeaway from each talk. No more than that. So listen to the whole talk. Pause, stop, close your eyes and ask yourself, from the last 45 minutes, what is the one thing that stands out to me the most? Follow what we call your intuition, write this down, and do that one thing alone. There may be some talks that have no interest for you, so you may have, I don't know, 15 takeaway. One little thing per talk Less is more. That's my advice for you. Now, as far as embracing your fear, I had a great coaching session in one of my group program earlier today. Ask yourself, when you start feeling the anxiety and the fear come up, ask yourself, close your eyes and say, is my life really in danger? Am I going to die? Am I being attacked? Am I losing my home? Am I losing my shelter? Am I losing the ability to nourish myself? Am I safe? Right? Answer all those basic needs question. Have that conversation with yourself. And then you're going to quickly realize that the fear that you're feeling is not really a fear of danger. It's a fear of 
being uncomfortable. It's a fear of transformation. It's a fear of change. In our model, we call that self-sabotaging behavior, and we teach it with two circle, right? Circle at the middle, circle at the external. So all my students will know what I'm about to say. Comfort zone is in the middle, right? That's your routine, right? And that is different for all of us. And then the bigger circle is the zone of transformation. It's the zone of change. It's the zone you need to get to, to change anything in your life. But inside of there is your fear. So being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let me repeat this. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable is essential to any transformation, any changes, any healing, back to the mind, right? One of the way that we teach it within the going beyond the food method is with breathing. So we all are teaching around mindfulness. So when you start feeling this anxiety, ask yourself the question, like, am I really in danger? Right? Look around you. No, I'm not in danger. Close your eyes and start simply breathing in and out through your nose. Just that will make the anxiety reduce tremendously. Hope that helps you Norma. And you're welcome to put more feedback. Jackie says, Dr. Russ was amazing. Someone says, I'm seeing a naturopathic doctor and definitely working a lot of my mindset as part of this journey. So if your doctor is not talking about mindset, you don't have the great doctor. So good for you for Jackie for saying that your doctor is helping you with mindset. That means that you have a doctor that works at healing at the root cause instead of just putting a bandage and a quick fix on the situation. So you found a great doctor. Okay, it looks like we are done with our comments on Facebook. I am done with the Q&A. So I think we're done with day one wrap-up session. Just reminding everyone that tomorrow morning, August the 10th, we have three new talk being released. You have 48 hours to listen to them. And then we're meeting again on Thursday, October the 11th, same place, same time on Facebook to answer all of your questions and have a discussion with you about the talks. You can submit your question via Instagram, via Facebook, via email. We're going to accumulate them and answer all of them for you. Awesome, ladies. Have yourself a great day on Facebook. I'm going to end the Facebook Live And I'm going to jump over to the podcast now and I'm going to record the outro for the podcast. Actually, I'm going to keep you live with me on Facebook so you can listen to the outro of the podcast. There you go, ladies. That was our wrap-up session for day one that we was held on Facebook. You were live with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Your call to action is to A, listen to the online conference, the Going to Beyond the Food Project, 
take some note, no more than one takeaway per talk, and actually come and share your feedback with me. You know how important feedback is for me. Leave a review on iTunes, leave a comment for me on Instagram or on Facebook, and let me know how the conference is impacting your life or how the podcast is impacting your life if you're listening to this in a replay. On our next episode, we're going to do a recap. It's going to be titled Practicing the Basic because I've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of questions from people who want a kind of an introduction podcast episode of what the Going to Beyond the Food Method is all about. So Practicing the Basic is going to be our next podcast episode that's been requested by many of you. So we're going to take that into action on podcast 160. I love you, ladies. I look forward to hang out with you again on the next episode. I really am starting to see myself as perfect, just, just the way that I am. It's the first time in my life that I realized that my self-sabotage was really fear of failure. For me, that's huge because I would have normally sat there and ate the whole bag and I ate like two or three bites of it and threw it out. Because normally I would just sit there and shovel in the cake and go, oh, that was good. What's next? Sometimes I'll go into the kitchen. I'm going to eat a banana and I stop and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not even hungry. Then I'll walk away from it and go on and it's over and done with. Do you eat for other reason than hunger? Maybe eating because you are stressed, frustrated, bored, or because you think you deserve it. I struggled with craving, overeating, and even binging on healthy food, no matter what diet I was on. Keto, paleo, organic, whole food, nothing stopped it. And maybe you feel the same. Tired of dieting, over-exercising, and yet another fad program. Or maybe you're overeating and binging and wish you could just be a normal eater. I thought I was alone. I was sick and tired of being a victim of my food urges. Who wouldn't be? Do you feel stuck with your eating and body right now? I want you to know one thing. You are not alone. You aren't broken. If food hasn't been going the way you've planned, know this. It is not your fault. Sadly, most women keep repeating the cycle of yo-yo dieting because they rely on old strategy like restriction, discipline, and the worst one of all, willpower. Perhaps you believe in eating more intuitively and would love to trust yourself around food but are afraid of trying because honestly, you just don't trust yourself or worse, you've tried before and you fail. So that's why I want to peel back the curtain and show you exactly how I changed my relationship to food and the one of my client going from overeating, binging and emotional eating to food freedom. And quite frankly, it is completely different from anything you've heard before. Claim Your Food Freedom is a 21-day journey to dissolve the hidden blocks, the emotional blocks that keep you stuck and finally stop sabotaging yourself with food. Claim Your Food Freedom is a four-step 
mapping process that will take you from where you are now to food freedom. You see, everything will change the moment you are willing to see beyond the food and understand why you eat. It's about transforming why and how you eat so what you eat becomes easy, natural, and peaceful. Health, well-being, self-confidence, satisfaction, and success are all byproduct of you looking beyond the food to unlock your food freedom. Plus, I'll coach you on specific roadblock that may get in the way from you being free from food. Probably the things that made you fail before. The constant hate on your body, the all or nothing attitude, AKA perfectionism, fear of failure or even shame. And lastly, time management. If you are ready to step into a new version of yourself that eat normally and is at peace with food and maybe even your body, head over to www.claimyourfoodfreedom.com and I'll see you on the other side.